Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beyond the Fairways with PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways presented by Doherty Business Solutions. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And our guest on our podcast will be PGA Tour player, Adam Long, great to see you, Jay, and looking forward to our visit with Adam Long. Oh, Danny, this is great to be with you, and um, man, congratulations. Oh. Congratulations, you picked the winner of the Open Championship. The 151st Open Champion is Brian Harmon. Not many people had him, but uh, I, I told you. Mac, I, I know, I, I know. I told you last week, this guy, he was putting out of his mind. He's just tee to green. He's solid, not necessarily long. Just a very solid player, so that was my dark horse. And you know what? Every once in a while, blind squirrel finds a nut. So that there you go. That was great. That was fantastic. Yeah, this is great. Adam Long, I didn't mean to uh, uh, usurp Adam Long like that, but Adam's just a great guy. He hasn't had the year that he that he wants. He's got a couple of uh, more tournaments to go before the playoffs and, and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're sending Adam a bunch of – uh, good luck in a bunch of birdies, and uh, hopefully he gets it done this week. He kind of reminds me of Brian Harmon. Yeah. Not necessarily long off the tee, but right. when he's right, he's a PGA Tour winner. He can be solid. Super, super tough. Yeah, I, absolutely. Brian Harmon, did he putt the rock? Wow. wow. So Was that impressive? Let me give you this. He went 13 for 14 from 5 to 10 feet on the greens. Bunkers found, we, we said this, with the British Open – Stay out of the bunker. It can be crazy. It can be tough. Jay, he had a total of three bunkers that he hit. That was it. And you saw him on the 18th and 72nd hole of the event. He hit it in the, the greenside bunker and because he laid up so he didn't want to deal with the OB. And then he hit it in that bunker, just flipped it out about six, eight feet and rolled it right in. I mean, he just looked so in control from yeah. start to finish. And I got to tell you, I got to give a huge shout out to his caddy, Scott Tway. That's Bob Tway's older brother. And Scott's been caddying for a long, long time. Worked for Bob for a while, worked for Scott Verplank. A lot of good players. And he is just a great guy and a very, very underrated caddy. So Adam Long is coming up. One of the things I want to ask him about, and you know this quite well, having spent nearly 30 years on the PGA Tour, but what is a week like for a pro in preparation? Starting on a Sunday, finishing on the following Sunday, 
but just the preparation, what it's like to be a pro. Yeah, Danny, it's a, it's a great question, and it's tough, and it's it's different for everybody. I mean, as soon as you have a wife, that changes what your prep looks like, and 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 your travel, and then as soon as you have a family, I mean, you're you're throwing in these normal life things in there, but it doesn't make it easier, and it's tough. I'm sure we're going to ask him about Brian Harmon, but we'll also ask him the difference between, at least I want to know, the elite guys, the John Roms. Uh, you give me Jordan Spieth. You give me the guys, Roy McElroy, that are there every single week. Week in and week out, you probably can count on at least one of those guys being in the top five, top ten. And I want to ask him, what's what's the difference, the elite player and those that kind of scramble, for lack of a better term, to make the cuts week in and week out? Well, I know what I think because I was not one of those elite players, and I stayed out there a long time, and I wanted to be an elite player, and I never got there. And, and, and I know what I think, so I think that's a great question. And I, I, Adam's just such a down-to-earth, yeah. normal guy. It's going to be really interesting just to get his thoughts on, you know, the year that he's had that he hasn't had. He's won before. He's made over $7 million, Danny. He's only been – this is what his fifth, fifth, year. fifth year. You know, so, man, what a, what a great accomplishment, and um, that's going to be a fun conversation. Beyond the Fairways is presented by Doherty Business Solutions. And coming up, we'll also have a tip segment and our picks of the week. 3M Open, TPC Twin Cities in Minnesota. All that coming up on Beyond the Fairways. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions, and we get the chance to visit with a PGA Tour Pro. He's still going, still doing well, and that is Adam Long. Adam, thanks for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. Hey, guys, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You're up in Minneapolis this week, and uh, what? how's that golf course? I played there years ago, and, man, the guys, even though it was um, on the Champions Tour, the guys really went low there. How, what's that course like these days? Yeah, uh, I, I guess I've added some tee boxes since you've probably been here, but um, it's it's a big TPC course, you know, very classical, you know, homes on the on the outside of, of the property, and then uh, we're in Minnesota, so a lot of lakes, there's a lot of ponds, um, but there's there's plenty of space out there. I, on the scorecard, I think it plays pretty long, and there are certainly some long holes, but it's going to be hot this week. It, it'll the ball will be flying, and uh, it's definitely a shootout week. I finished second here a few years ago, and I think it was uh, I think I might have shot 19 under. But it, it, it's got to be you got to be in the 20s usually to uh, to have a chance. It's unique to have the chance to visit with a current player, a PGA Tour player. What is your shot preparation 
like for a tournament and shot routine? We're going to get into that. But shot pre- uh, preparation for a tournament, what's it like for you? Yeah, um, it, it varies week to week. Some weeks you're struggling with a certain part of your game you feel like you need to put a little more time into. But, you know, my coach, Josh Gregory, and I make sure we get, you know, check check all the boxes. So we're always doing a, a, a lot of wedge work and chipping and putting. It's, it's easy to kind of glance over those those areas. But come Thursday, your feels get a little different anyway. And it's like you got to just play golf. So you end up relying a lot on your on your short game and your putting anyway. So you spend a lot of time on distance wedges and, and based on where we're at in the country and the turf and everything, it can it can it can be a little different. But uh, you know, try to make sure you, you you do a little bit of everything for sure. Adam, one of the things that is so challenging about playing the tour as you mentioned is the different locations, the different locales, the different the things that are indigenous to that area. You know, you'll find funky sand uh, and sand-based places like down in Pinehurst where you're going to have a lot of sandy kind of weird little pitches and, and things around the green. And now you're up in Minneapolis where it's it's a lot of bent grass, right? And how's the weather been up there? Is the golf course in pretty good shape? Yeah, I think I haven't been out to the course just yet, but the, the agronomy report says it's a, they got a lot of snow this year, but but everything's in great shape. They're, they're growing the rough up as much as they can. But traveling around the country and, and even the world, you each week it seems like you have some a new kind of obstacle to, to conquer, whether it be really firm bunkers or some weeks they overdo it and we have way too much sand in the bunkers. And so you're or, or bent grass versus Bermuda grass, the greens have a lot of slope, no slope. They're slow, they're fast. So it, it, it's, there's a reason why we get there Sunday, Monday, usually to uh, to prep for it because it does take some time to get used to those conditions. And this is my fifth year on the PGA Tour, and so a lot of these stops now I've, I've been to quite a bit, so I I know the golf course fairly well or, or, or good enough, I would think. Um, it's just more about my feels and getting my game in the right spot and then also tackling some of those little obstacles that are you know unique to the specific week. Man, I can't believe five years already. That's just fantastic. It's got to sound so good when they announce you as a PGA Tour winner, man. That, <laughs> that is really awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good feeling. The, the Players' Championship is the only week that they – announce it as a you know pj tour winner and it's a it's a it's kind of you just have to take a second and appreciate that and uh it's good memories for sure and uh, obviously going back to to palm springs each year they announced me as a past champion so that's that's a nice feeling as well and uh you try to try to go back to those memories a little bit and uh appreciate it because this game can beat beat you up a lot it's been beating me up a whole lot this last year and uh so the most more you can kind of go back and relive those highlights, the the better you'll be. Adam, one year I was playing with, I got paired with Nick Faldo on a Sunday up in Flint, and the the starter back then used to go over, you know, major accomplishments. And when they started announcing Faldo's, I could have went and made a sandwich. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me, man! That was right. it, it was crazy. But Adam, talk a little bit about tour life for the the people that don't really know about it. I mean. The challenges of being married are, are one thing, but having children, your wife Emily and the kids travel with you, without you, you know, all of it represents a different type of challenge. For a, I know you're a dad that cares. I know you're a dad that wants to be involved, and it, it's a big challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it's changed a lot. I have a three-year-old and a 10-month-old at home, and um, they, they get out a little bit here and there. Uh, they travel actually quite a bit recently, which uh, which is nice. But uh, they'll probably not travel now until maybe even Sea Island in November. So it's just you got to kind of pick those little swings where you can either drive to a few in a row or some easy flights and things like that. Because traveling with with kids, 
especially uh, young kids and toddlers is, is a nightmare. So we, we do a good job of a little bit of both. And, and my wife's awesome about it. She she understands like I love having them out here. It's fun. It's it's a distraction. It can keep you from thinking about golf all the time, but it can also be a, a burden sometimes as far as just transportation, traveling. You know, you can't take the late flight or leave early in the mornings uh, on a Monday in between tournaments. You got to stay in a different place. It's more expensive uh, to get a house than it is a hotel room and things like that. So there's there's a lot more that goes into it with family. But uh, and and everybody's all over the board out here. We got guys that are you know 50 years old and their kids are in, you know, going to college or looking at colleges. And then you have guys that are 22 years old that just can't even imagine having a girlfriend. So uh, <laughs> it's funny how it, it, we've got a wide, wide spectrum of guys out here, but it, it, it becomes a little bit of a fraternity in a sense that it's a nice family really, because a lot of us have kids that are the same age and they're going to the school that schools out here together. And uh, the wives get to know each other and they become friends and you start staying in some houses with some other families and it, it makes it a little bit more fun, but uh, it definitely comes with its challenges. Adam Long is our guest, and I'm not sure if you watch Full Swing on Netflix, but uh, the average fan would say, oh, my goodness, that's how these guys are traveling. This is what it's like. Uh, that's not necessarily the case, is it? Yeah, we, we joke about that all the time. Like, when, whenever we're in, like, a travel pickle or something, like, where where's the Netflix cameras in here this time? You know, it's like, uh, I, I did get a laugh out of that. Like, you follow those guys, sure, they're, they're living a, a pretty different life than most of us. We're flying commercial and uh, getting our – Usually we do to get a courtesy car each week, so that is a nice, uh, nice benefit. But uh, there are a few, few weeks here and there that we have to just rent our own rental cars through the normal, you know, get on the shuttle with our bags and the whole deal. So uh, we're, uh, we're, we're normal people, most of us anyway. Adam, tell us a little bit about your game. We know it hasn't been this sort of year that you'd like, but you've still uh, got some time left. And, you know, one of the things that I was constantly reminding myself when I was in your situation is that, PGA Tour players make 80% of their money in six tournaments, you know, so it's re- it's really about a, a nice little streak and a sprint towards the end of the year, and, and it, it can all be good. Yeah, this is, uh, like I said, my fifth year, and the previous four years I've kind of flying into the playoffs no problem. I, I think the worst, worst position I've been going into the playoffs is probably in the 70s. This is new territory for me. I'm I'm right around that 140 mark, and um, we got two regular events left here before the playoffs, which now this year it's starting at top 70. So uh, you probably need a win, at least, to uh, to get into there. Otherwise, we'll have a little bit of break and have six or seven events in the fall to uh, to still try and capture that 125 uh, that that magic number there by the end of the fall. But but yeah, like I said, I've I've always kind of gotten off to good starts in the falls and and had good little stretches either whether it be in Florida or or in the summer, and uh, this year just kind of hasn't really happened. I've been kind of patiently waiting for that to happen, and you get a little impatient out there, and you, you, you not necessarily force it. it you just the the bad shots kind of bother you a bit more because it, it affects you more because you think you need to play well, and versus when you're just cruising along, you're like, oh, it's a bad shot, whatever. It's a bad week, not a big deal. But when each week matters so much, it's hard to it's hard not to uh, to put some more pressure on that. But yeah, trying to trying to stay patient and. Uh, things just kind of click and in, in, into place and you don't really remember how or why it happened and you get on a run and we're looking forward to doing that here soon. Adam, take us through a week, Sunday through Sunday. What is it like for a PGA Tour player in preparation, in preparation for your family, all the different things that go into being a PGA Tour player on that week of an event? Yeah, so like a, a normal week for me, if I'm if I'm traveling by myself like, like I am this week, I got in here uh, Sunday afternoon, I'll probably go out to the course and hit some balls and chip and putt and just kind of, you know, kind of go through the motions, to be honest. And then 
tomorrow I'll uh, meet up with my caddy and, and probably my coach, do a nice warm up and check everything there mechanically, and then go on the course and probably play just nine holes. And on the course, doing a lot of stuff around the greens, different hole locations. Uh, we don't know the hole locations, but we have past information, and you can kind of you, you kind of know it in a general area. It's going to be back right one of the days. It's going to be over here one of the days, and just hit some extra chips and putts to those areas where you might miss to that pin. What's a kind of a normal miss, a common miss, and just be aware of of that and get comfortable on some of the tee shots. There are, I think, every golf course, every good golf course anyway, has at least two to three, even four, really awkward tee shots for for players and they're not always the same for everybody but i think there's always like a, a couple holes that just make you a little uncomfortable and you just you just have to get through them so the more you can see them the week prior or the days leading up to the tournament the better i think so i'll do nine holes again on tuesday and do some practice do some track man like wedge work and make sure my distances are dialed do some chipping and putting games a little more competitive wednesday will be a nine hole pro-am so the amateurs will play nine holes with me and then follow up and, and join up uh, with another pro for the back nine. And uh, so it makes it for a shorter day for me, but I'll play um, another nine holes on Wednesday. So by the tournament comes, I'll play at least 27 holes and I'll be ready to go. What is your pre-shot routine like? There are average fans that are out there and they just go up, they, they hack it, they duff it. By the way, I'm one of them. So what is your pre-shot uh, routine? <laughs> T- tell us what that's yeah, like. Uh, that's a good question. I think it's it's uh, it's really important to to kind of know yourself because uh, if you're if you're kind of a, a, a an ADD guy or somebody that's just kind of all over the place that we all know those guys that if you try to like slow them down and make them spend them you know thirty seconds over the ball and to go through this checklist it's it's not natural to them it's not comfortable and it's not going to work or if you're somebody that's a little more meticulous and organized you need that like 30 40 seconds to like literally go through a checklist and your uh, as far as your pre-shot routine and your process it is different for everybody i think that's that's really important but for me i'm probably somewhere in the middle i'm definitely you know have one or two swing thoughts i don't know if i've ever hit a shot at all without thinking of some sort of swing thought even if it's just a position of impact or a sound i want to hear like something you, you just it's hard not to but a, the more tar- target oriented you can be the better. So the more you can just be one or two swing thoughts, the target, and then the, the biggest, the best, or the most important part of your routine is, is after the shot is how you kind of handle the, the process after how you accept whatever happened to your ball. Usually it's not a great result. So you have to, uh, when it is great, you celebrate that and, and, you know, appreciate that. But when it's not good, you, that's when you really have to focus and, and be okay with it and move on quickly. Hey guys, if you could hold on for just a moment, want to tell our listeners about Henson Shaving. You have the pains of using a cheap razor, Nick's cuts irritation. You won't get that with Henson Shaving. There's the annoyance of subscription razors. You don't get that with Henson Shaving. That's why you got to meet Henson Shaving. It's a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's the International Space Station and Mars Rover. Now they have dove into the idea of razors. Razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble. The more wobble, the more nicks, cups, and scrapes. 
It gets better. The razor is built in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, and no proprietary blades. It's time to say no to subscriptions, yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. HensonShaving.com slash BTF to pick the razor for you. Use the code BTF for Beyond the Fairways. You'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. 100 free blades when you head to HensonShaving.com slash BTF. Make sure you use that code BTF. Adam, you know what it feels like to, to play well, and you've won a tournament on the PGA Tour, for, for goodness sakes. It's, it's amazing. When you're going into that sort of mindset, when you're challenging to win a championship, I can remember I never did get to win on tour, but I remember that when I had opportunities, there was nothing like the feeling that ran through my body. I, I was almost on a autopilot. I mean, it's almost like I walked up to the ball. I barely heard my caddy talk to me. I already knew what club I wanted to hit. I already knew. Do you experience anything like that? Yeah, I think you know I was leading a couple or near the lead a couple weeks ago in Kentucky, and like when things are going really well and and you're in charge or you're really in control of your game, the bad shots and the the miscues and the miss putts they just they don't mean anything. You don't even care. You're like, well, I'm playing so good that the next shot's probably going to be awesome, and the next shot after that's going to be great too. You know, the next hole is probably going to be great because I, I'm just playing well. Like I, you expect all good things to happen, and when you're not playing well, maybe you're on the cut line. That's when the nerves can start affecting you almost more negatively because you're like, man, you don't have that much confidence in your game. So you're like, anything can kind of happen. I might blow the next one out of bounds. I might miss a short putt. I might duff a chip. You know, everything's possible. And I think that's when you get a little more insecure and a little more uncertain. But when you, like you're saying, when everything's going well and you're at the top of the leaderboard, those nerves are almost more adrenaline and excitement. It's definitely nerves, but it's also like, it's fueling your, your fire a little bit. You're hitting the ball farther. You're hitting it more solid. Like, you just feel so good. You're seeing great things happening before they even happen. I've tried to explain to people, and they, they really don't get it, but I said it's way harder coming down the stretch on a Friday trying to make a birdie and trying to make that cut or trying to hold that six-footer compared to trying to win a tournament because when you're winning a tournament, there's so many of these six-footers, you're just pouring them in and shots are going online. When you're on that cut line, man, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Your hair's on fire for three holes, or you know, there, there's, there's something about your game is not clicking, or else you wouldn't be on the cut line. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And I, I can't speak for like a, a Rory probably or somebody like that. That's like that. It's winner go home. But somebody more like myself that actually when I won, I wasn't thinking about winning on Sunday. I was playing with Phil Mickelson and Adam Hadwin, and we're all tied. The last few holes to go, and I'm like this is awesome. Like second would be a great third would be amazing. Fourth is, is awesome. You know, it's like, so uh, you almost have nothing to lose in a sense. You're like, I'm already here. I'm playing great. This is what, this is amazing. And you, you can kind of enjoy that experience. But um, when you have something to lose, like a cut line or a, or a, a, a tournament uh, that means you need a certain amount of points or something like that, maybe the last event of the season or to get into the next playoff event. And um, I've had that too, uh, where I finished 31st on the FedEx cup. And I was, you know, a point and a half away from the tour championship. And I remember that Sunday around in Chicago, just, you know, you're, you're obsessed with not playing bad versus when you're at the top, you're, you're just trying to play great. It's interesting. Adam Long is our guest. Correct me if I'm wrong, but growing up, you were a hockey player, correct? 
Yeah, I played uh, played a bit of hockey there in St. Peter's Spirit. Oh, nice. So were you a St. Louis Blues fan? And if so, 2019 must have been a pretty good uh, year for you. Oh, yeah. I grew up big, big St. Louis Blues fan, Brett Hall fan, uh, definitely. And then, uh, yeah, 2019, for sure. I uh, I was there in St. Louis. I, I, after I won, I actually befriended uh, Jeremy Roenick randomly. And uh, we did we shot like this video together in Arizona. So anyway, when we when the Blues got to the playoffs, I started talking to him a little bit more. He was doing NBC then. He got my wife and I and my buddy tickets to the Stanley Cup Game Six there against the Bruins. Nice. And so that was like one of the one of the best days of my life. Play golf that morning, go downtown, like the the just the mood around the game, which couldn't be better. We're about to win the Stanley Cup, and then we just got absolutely crushed in Game Six, and we're like, oh no, we got to go to Boston for Game Seven. This is miserable. Uh, we're so close, and we were blowing it. And then, sure enough, we uh, took care of Game Seven, as we know, and the rest is history. Jordan yeah, Bennington, baby. Six. Jordan Bennington played. I don't know. It was a brick wall in the first period. We we could have been losing four to nothing in the first period that Game Seven. <laughs> yeah. It made it so much fun. Oh yeah, that's uh, those are the best. I mean, when the those playoff games, whether it be the Cardinals or the Blues, there's just nothing better. Adam Long is our guest. Uh, would you say then? It's beneficial for kids growing up to play multiple sports instead of just focusing on golf or even focusing on hockey. But we're talking golf with you. Do you, do you think it's beneficial that you did play hockey and other sports growing up? Oh, one thousand percent. I think some of the best players out here are tremendous athletes. There's, there's been a lot of videos and hype around Denny McCarthy. He's been playing great golf, but he's a fantastic shooter in basketball. Like he can just he can shoot with anybody. And there's a lot of stories like that out here, guys that played other sports growing up um, and, and they, you know, for one reason or not, you know, ended up playing golf, but they were multi-sport athletes. And I think coaches in college and otherwise, I think they really respect that to see them compete in other, other realms rather than trying to be a specialist at one sport at a young age. That's, that's asking a lot. That's putting a lot of your chips in one, one basket and work on the athleticism part first whether it be jumping shooting passing agility things like that strength and then we can kind of specialize the the technique stuff later in a sense where if you're if you're an all-around athlete we can teach you how to play golf or you know you obviously need to have some of the basics down but once you get past that i don't think you have to have perfect mechanics um in order to succeed so i i I think the athleticism part comes first, and that's playing other sports. Now you've been on tour, you said, for five years, and you've played with the great players. You've won out here. Anything that stands out in your mind that surprised you about playing the PGA Tour? Is there anything that still kind of intimidates you about uh, some of the better players on tour? Just, I just want to try to get an overall sense you're right smack dab in the middle of the modern game of golf, man. And there's so much happening and it's just it's super cool. When I first came on tour and stuff, I, even before that, when I first turned pro, I, I had this feeling that the PJ tour guys were robots. And I think anybody that goes to a, a tour event and watches, you know, if you just stood on one, pick any hole, pick number five and just watch tee shots or shots into the green on a hole number five of a regular tour event, you would see some of the worst shots you would you could you couldn't imagine these guys hit so that in one point that's humbling because it's like okay these guys all they all hit bad shots we all are terrible at, at times but we recover very well we don't turn those into doubles or triples very often those are just just bogeys where i think a college player or a mini tour guy or something like that they tend to turn little mistakes into big mistakes and they compound them 
And I think that's one thing that keeps the PJ Tour player um, or, or sets them aside is is their ability to get over the bad shot quickly and move on in the next shot, the recovery shot, whatever it is, they can play conservatively or aggressively at the right times. And I think they have a really good sense of their own game. I'm guilty of it. We all are. You can fall in love with watching whoever it is on the range hit bombs off the tee and be like, I don't have that. I played with John Ron. I played with everybody. I played with Rory. I mean, you name it. And it's like, you can fall in love with those guys and be like, wow, I do not have that. But if you did, if you're sitting there watching these guys on the range or wherever else, then each time you admire them, you're kind of knocking yourself down a bit. So I think the, the key to, to survival out here really is believing in yourself and, and owning your own game and loving your game and how you play your, your golf is different than how they play it. And that's just fine. And uh, um, I think that's kind of a key to, to longevity. Let's take it a step further because anybody that's on the PGA Tour is one of the best in the world at what they do. And then there's the elite guys. What do you think separates the elite players? And you, you answered this a little bit, but what separates the elite players from the guys that sometimes struggle or can't win that, that one tournament, which you've already done? What What is it about the elite players that separates them week in, uh, week in and week out? Well, going off that, the first thing I'd say is the top guys in the game are extremely underrated. I mean, the fact that Rory and Rom and, you know, Justin Thomas is down right now, but Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, you name it, these guys that are at the top a lot, is it's just incredible to see how often they finish in the top 10, regardless of how they play on Thursday. I think that it's just unbelievably, it's so hard to get into contention on Sundays. We'll have, we'll have guys with great careers that only do it a handful of times, and these guys are doing it almost every time they tee it up. And I think they need to have that respect because they are absolutely phenomenal. Um, what sets those guys apart? Obviously just pure raw talent. I mean, let's be honest, like some guys are just born with it and they just had it and they're just really good, but they definitely believe in themselves. And uh, I think they handle their adversity a lot better than others. And I think that they, they just see themselves at the top more than I think the rest of us do. They they show up to tournaments expecting to be there. They want to be there. They know they're going to be there when a lot of guys on tour just hope to be there and want to be there. And they just kind of show up like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be in the mix on Sunday. And I think that's a, that's a big key. It's, it's almost a, a mental step that they've taken above some of the other players, Adam, I, I think is what you're saying, because there's this level of play that they, they just have risen up to and, and have been able to maintain and it's and it's 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 really remarkable, and I totally agree with you. We just watched Brian Harmon, the Open Championship, by six strokes. If that doesn't tell you now, Brian's a really good player, been a great two-time Walker Cup player. You know when he was a when he was a kid, and if that doesn't tell you though how good the 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 players are on the PGA Tour, and Brian is not the longest hitter, as you know, and so. You know, for him to stay disciplined and him to to dial it in like he did, it's pretty remarkable. You know, he's been a great player, like you said, since he was probably born. But uh, I, I played a little bit with him in college and then mini tours and all the way up the ranks here. And uh, he's he's just a great he's a great dude. He he uh, he can kind of pick up with my uh, actually he's probably better than me with my dry sarcastic uh, humor and um he's pretty uh he's pretty witty but uh he's tough to keep up with but yeah like little guy not hitting it very far but man is he they call him a bulldog because he's a well he went to georgia but he's really a bulldog i mean he's obviously going to make the Ryder cup team now and i don't think anybody wants to go up against him in match play that's a perfect example of, of a tour guy that owns his stuff believes in himself owns his game 
I mean, if you're watching Rory or him or Rom on the range, it's like you watch Brian Harmon hit, and you're like, yeah, I can do that. Anybody can do that. That's nothing that great. And he's just going to wear you out, wear you out, wear you out. And he believes he's, he's going to beat you. And he does, obviously. And uh, watching him this weekend was, was pretty damn impressive because uh, he, uh, he wasn't letting anybody get close to him. Adam, I was on the ground for a PGA Tour Live down at Austin Country Club at the Accenture match play, and it was in one of the later rounds, and Brian Harmon was playing Rory. And I watched exactly what you said. Rory drove the ball like a superhuman. I mean, he drove the ball like a superhuman. He didn't drive the 18th green because he didn't get to the 18th green because Brian Harmon beat him five and four. And I said (laughs) to Brian afterwards, I said, you had to stay totally in your lane here today and not get caught up with the magnificence that Rory has. He, ha- I mean, it, with some of the stuff that Rory does, I think he's the best driver of the ball I've ever, ever seen. And some of the other things he does, Brian simply can't do. But like you said, bulldogged it right down the middle of the fairway, put it on the green and put all this pressure on Rory. And quite honestly, it wasn't even a match. Right. Yeah. I mean, Brian, Brian Harmon can't rely on, uh, on that stuff. He's not going to intimidate anybody. He's not going to, you know, his, his raw talent isn't going to get him through it. He needs to be strong mentally and he has to believe he's going to beat you because that's the only way he's got to win inside 150 yards. He's got to chip and put the hell out of it. And, um, that's just the way his game has to be to, to, to succeed. And he's owned it. And he's, he's honestly, he's mastered it. Adam Long is our guest. Uh, my final question for you is this. We have a PGA Tour player on, a guy that is one on the tour, one of the elite in the world. What would you tell the average player that's out there listening? What would you tell them to work on? Danny's dying to hear. He's asked me this question. Now you got to give give him something, bro. I think I know the answer, but let let's see what you got. Oh man, that's a that's a that's a pretty open question there. Uh, just the average average golfer out there, what they need to work on. Well, you got to get the ball in play. So you got to let's let's fix the, let's make sure we got to drive. I don't care how far it goes. It just needs to be in play. If, if you've got a 70% swing, I don't care, choke up on the driver, hit a three-wood, a two-iron, something, you got to be able to get it in play when you need to. That is, like, absolutely first and foremost. So absolutely get it in play. Okay, I struggle then, there. So what's next? <laughs> Check that box. So you got you to gotta have something there of, like, a, it's not your stock driver. It's something else. It's a it's a fairway finder. It's something. you got to have something that you're like, all right, well, I don't have my driver today. This is what I got today. This is what I'm hitting. This little slap cut, seventy percent driver. I don't care. It has to be in play. That's key. If you're hitting, that, if you're adding up penalty strokes, you're, you're just done. So let's just let's just get it in play. And then after that, obviously around the greens. I mean, you got to be able to to turn a, a double bogey into a bogey because amateurs are missing a lot of greens. So we need to chip it within ten feet. Maybe make the putt. Maybe not. But let's just make bogeys, not doubles. Mm. I love it. Mm. I love it. Hey, Adam. I need a lot of help (laughs) with that answer, but that's great. Thank you. We really appreciate the time. And I got to tell you, I was sitting here talking about Brian Harmon and, and man, hats off to him. It was so great to see what he did, but there's so many similarities, man, with you, you guys, you, you guys are both mentally tough. You both have great short games. You both hit it straight. Man, let's get you bulldogging those people up in Minneapolis this week and put on a show for them. You love the course. You've been there before. Let's do it again, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, honestly, it is kind of uh, it's kind of inspiring to see somebody like that win uh, win a big event against all those guys like that. Um, so, uh, just proof that you don't have to. Even today's game, it's all about distance. It's huge. It's really important. It's awesome that you got it. But it's uh, if you don't have it, 
then you got to find another way to win. And, and Harmon found that. So I think uh, there's a lot of us out here that can learn from that. Adam Long has been our guest. Adam, this is great. We uh, could go an hour with you and ask you all these questions and keep going, but we know you got to run. We know you got to prepare, but this was great. And thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. It is better than most. Better than most. Maybe. Yes, sir. Here it is. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways, presented by Doherty Business Solutions. Boy, that was fun to visit with Adam Long. Five years now on the PGA Tour, as he mentioned, and a great visit with a guy that you mentioned in our open, very down-to-earth, very grounded, and fun to visit with him. Oh, Danny, I, I love just some of the things he said. He, he, he you know, when we, I loved his take on what makes a player elite. I loved his take on talking about, you know, what it's like to make a putt to win a championship instead of just trying to make the cut and things like that, because that is spot on for me. That is exactly the way I felt. So we have a tip segment coming up, but I also enjoyed asking him, what's a PGA pro say to the average golfer that's out there, like me, that's putting it all over the place, all over the course, <laughs> struggle with putting, struggle with pitching, struggle with everything. But, you know, it was just a, a really, as he said, that's really open-ended. But I, I loved his answer in trying to, to help the average golfer out there. Yeah, let's get the ball in play. Let's exactly. get that thing out there. Let's. The other thing is, Danny, eliminate your three putts and make one swing only count for one stroke because it can you can ring that register and run it up and it, it gets out of control. I could be really wrong about this, but how many times do you see guys choke up on their driver? He mentioned yeah. if you can't get it in the fairway, choke up on your driver. The fairway finder. You saw some of that and at the British Open, yeah. the Open Championship last week. You know who did it was Sepp Straka. He had a great Open Championship and finished runner-up after winning at the John Deere. So he's on a bit of a heater. And so, yeah, do it. Try it. Try to make some variations off of that. It's okay. The idea is to put it in the hole. I don't care how you get it there. There's no it's a little <laughs> bitty box, idea. Danny. We got a small little box. You got to fill it in with a number. So he talked a lot about routines. That's going to be our tip segment. Routine. To hit the golf ball and how important it is just to have that pre-shot routine. So we'll get into that. This is Beyond the Fairways presented by Doherty Business Solutions. Have you ever wanted tips from a PGA pro? It's the tips segment on Beyond the Fairways with PGA professional Jay Delsing and four-time Emmy Award winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Tip segment for Jay Delsing. All right, you're out there. You're the average golfer. I've seen your pre-shot routine. Very important for any golfer out there. No, Danny, it really is, and here's why. When you get really nervous, you need something that you can hang your hat on that's going to be the same and something that you can focus on instead of the circumstances. And so what I mean by that is you don't want to be comfortable when you're playing with your boys and there's nothing on the line. You take two looks and you go. And then all of a sudden you get into your $5 bet or your $20 bet and you take six looks and go too much time, too much. uh, You need to have more uniformity. And if you look at every good player, they have a pre-shot routine. We developed a pre-shot routine with your son, Luke. It's one of those things that it wants to, it needs to be comfortable. It needs to, it needs to have flow in it and it needs to get your mind off of all of the trash and into the target and into what you're doing. So everybody's different. What was your pre-shot routine? My and pre- what is it right now? So my pre-shot routine is, uh, aside from the ball, 
I'm, I'm, my clubs are in my bag. I'm getting my yardage. I'm, I'm getting um, the shot that I'm going to hit. I'm going to commit to all that stuff. Now I take a club out of my bag, and that's part of my routine. I'm going to get a feel with that away from the ball. To, 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 I'm going to hit a low draw. I'm going to hit a high fade, and I'm going to feel that as a kind of a rehearsal swing. So now I'm on go. So, Danny, I get in there, and now this imaginary three-foot circle around the ball is your sanctuary. There's no mechanical thinking when you get in there. There's just feel-oriented stuff and you and the target. So what I do is I put the club down behind the ball, then I line my body up, I take one look, back at the ball, a little bit of fidgeting, one more look, and then I'm gone. Brian Harmon has one heck of a uh, pre-shot oh, routine. Danny, He's tough to watch. It, 12 or 13 of those little, little waggles. jittery look, But they're jerky. Yeah. They're not smooth. It reminded me a little of Sergio when he used to milk that club. And I was like, oh. I had to look away a couple of times, i got to be honest. And I love Brian Harmon. I had him when I um, – uh, and I mentioned this with Adam with uh, PGA Tour Live, and I watched him take down Rory McIlroy, and he made it look easy. And I liked him, but boy, those uh, waggles were tough to watch. You mentioned as we wrap up our tips segment the comfortable uh, being comfortable, yeah. and it's so hard just to step away in your pre uh, pre shot routine and just say. All right, step away, regroup, do this over. But you have to do that sometimes. Have to have to do it. And Danny, you need to be relaxed and you need to be comfortable. And there there needs to be very little tension in your muscles and in your body. Otherwise, it's going to lead to grabbing the club. It'll take away your smoothness. That shot's got very little chance to be pulled off when you when you're feeling all those distracting things. Beyond the Fairways, presented by Doherty Business Solutions, and our picks of the week coming up. Doherty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. Where do we find the best golfers in the world this week? It's time for the Picks segment on Beyond the Fairways. Picks segment on Beyond the Fairways. As Jay mentioned, I'm going to boast again. I had the 151st Open champion, Brian Harmon. You were looking at me like I was crazy. Hey, if you put some uh, little money on that, we made you some money. So his, big his, money. His odds were not good. Big money. But we also had, I mean, Danny, uh, starting Saturday's round, we had Terrell Hatton, who finished Friday with a 9 on 18. Yeah. Uh, who was my pick was um, was still up there. Um, uh, Min Woo Lee, yeah, little sixty eight in the in the second round was in, in third place. 
he didn't have a good finish. But it, we, we, we've been on fire. This has really been a lot of fun. So this week, the Stop 3M Open TPC Twin Cities in Minnesota. I'll start with my favorite. He's had great success at this tournament and probably for a lot of people the favorite to win it. But I'll go Tony Finau. Great guy. Love Tony Finau. Love love his action. Hopefully his putter is uh, tuned in and he'll he'll be a threat. That is for sure. All right, my dark horse, and you may say, why would you go with this? Well, Justin Thomas missed the cut in three of the four majors this year, and it'll have to be a captain's pick probably for the uh, Ryder Cup. He's six two and one in his Ryder Cup appearances. By the way, best record of any American who's played in at least two, and he needs to move up. I think he's in the top. 80, but still on the outside looking in when you look at the points. So this is a big tournament for him. You got to remember, Danny, this year they made an, adju- made an adjustment and he needs to be in the top 70 to get in the playoffs, not the top 125. I think so, he's 76 or 75 I think you're right, right now. I think you're right. JT, is he struggled. He has not he has not been in good form at all. Um, he had a nice finish at the Rocket Mortgage Classic up in Detroit, and I thought maybe that would propel him to a couple of uh, a, a, a better showing at the British Open, but he opens at 82 and just looks out mm. of sorts. So I'd love to to, to have uh, Justin Thomas win this. So I'm going to pick as my – I'm, I'm stuck between two of my favorite Asian golfers. I'm stuck between uh, Sanjay M and Hideki Matsuyama. I love both of those players. When Sanjay M gets on a heater, Danny, this guy can make birdies like you can't believe. So I'm going to go with Sanjay M as my favorite. He's one of the top players in the field, birdie machine, and a young man. I mean, he's yeah. he's under 25 years of age and can really play. And I'm going to throw a name at you that you probably have never heard of, but I'm going with Steven Yeager is my long shot. He's he's been he's made I don't know how many cuts in a row and I just have this weird feeling that Steven Yeager might pull off a big surprise up in Minneapolis. So I was thinking of um uh, Sepp Straka has had uh, on a heater Very and it wouldn't open. surprise me and and so has um I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name. It's it's Hoygaard. I think that's right. Nikolai, he had a nice, he had a nice open finish too. So I was thinking of him, but that's that's where I'm going to go with this one. Always fun to do this. Our thanks to Adam Long. We have Beyond the Fairways. We drop this every Wednesday. Some of the biggest names in golf have been with us. And Jay, this has been a lot of fun to be with you, Danny. This is great. I, we're two golf nerds getting to break down golf and talk golf with some other guys, and uh, uh, it couldn't be more fun. For Jay Delsing, Adam Long, I'm Dan McLaughlin, and this has been Beyond the Fairways.